Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with a wealth of knowledge and one of the thought leaders in the space, and that is Greg Foss. He almost needs no introduction, but for the sake of any first-time listeners, uh, maybe just give a quick uh, summary of yourself. Hey, well, hi, Seb. Good to see you, bud. Um, I'm currently in Whistler, Canada, because Seb and I were skiing yesterday and we enjoyed a, uh, a little bit of off uh, heart, high heartbeat uh, skiing, let's put it that way. But uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, my name's Greg Foss. I'm 58 years old. I grew up in Montreal and uh, uh, was an engineer. I went to McGill University as an engineer. I quickly realized I didn't want to become a, full, a full-time engineer, but I love mathematics. So I decided to, it's easier to switch from engineering to business, but you can never switch back from business to engineering. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to hang out. I'm going to keep the, you know, do engineering for as long as I can. And lo and behold, I ended up graduating four years later, but realized still that I didn't want to be an engineer and got lucky by applying to a business school in the United States, uh, Cornell University. Um, I say often that I would not have gotten into Cornell right out of engineering school if I was an American, but they were trying to build an international business school. And I uh, applied as a Canadian and with no work experience, which is a pretty high prerequisite of getting into these business schools, uh, I got in as a Canadian. I had the marks, but not the work experience. So six straight years of school, two in the U.S., great experience, got to understand the difference in culture between the USA, lived with some incredibly good American kids that uh, remain close friends to this day, uh, but decided to come back to Canada and become a financial engineer, Seb. So I've spent 30 years as a credit risk trader. Uh, Put it simply, credit is all about mathematics. So my engineering background comes into, uh, into play frequently because you have to be comfortable with math. You have to believe in mathematics. Bonds, which are credit instruments, are pure math. They're called fixed income because the coupon is fixed and there's no subjectivity. You either pay the coupon and receive the coupon or the bond defaults and your bond is no longer a contractual obligation. It becomes a court of law uh, determination. So 30 years later, here I am skiing a little bit in Whistler, but a Bitcoin convert. I can explain how I became a Bitcoin convert if you'd like, but, uh, Very simply, um, I look at everything through the lens of a credit analyst, uh, as a credit trader. Uh, Credit is the most important component of the capital markets. Credit is larger. It has a priority of claim. It is incumbent on our levered financial system that people have confidence in the credit system. And when they don't, that's when things get ugly. So 
30 years, four financial crises later, here I am going to talk with you about Bitcoin. <laughs> well, I think um, most people usually jump straight into the Bitcoin part, but I think rather than going down the, the route of the normal questions, I, I wanted to know a little more about kind of how you ended up finding yourself in the position you're in. And so even when it came to, say, your bond experience, did you end up like studying bonds before you went into, uh, say, your, your, your career? Or was it more you learned like on the job training? Great question. So you do learn um, on the job because what you get in any university program, it's my opinion that uh, one of the most important things you learn in, in, in university is time management. It's not necessarily the discipline you're learning. You just learn time management. And when I say the discipline, meaning the study discipline, you also learn discipline, meaning you have to be, uh, you have to commit to, uh, to doing your work, but it's time management. So they don't teach you bonds in undergrad or in grad school. They don't teach you what it's like to sit in a risk chair and manage risk. Plenty of times the models that you learn that are supposed to work you take them and throw them out the window because markets decouple. It's not about a formulaic approach. It's about a buy and sell necessity. So you, you learn in the chair. And that's what I say. I've lived in a risk chair. Listening to academics like Steve Hankey, who's never sat in a risk chair, opine on financial markets actually makes me chuckle so often because you realize the man has no clue how markets actually mm -hmm, work. Mm -hmm. And that's the danger. You don't learn from a textbook. You have to learn with real skin in the game. You have to understand when an account needs to raise money because they have, are being redeemed by their, their, their uh, unit holders. There's no price earnings ratio that comes into consideration. It's just like, show me a bid. I need to sell. And I need to sell now because in T plus two, I need to deliver cash to my unit holders. Mm -hmm. And financial models be damned, price earnings ratios, uh, credit spreads, discount rates. It's a price. Show me a bid. And this is when things gap down and people will say, how is it possible that something fell 20% overnight? Did the cash flow projections of the company change? No. The fact that someone had to sell changed and the next best bid was substantially lower mm -hmm. so you live in the chair you learn and i frequently say all i bring to this conversation is 30 years worth of mistakes okay <laughs> luckily i've learned from each of my mistakes and i try and uh, not repeat them and as long as your mistakes aren't killers meaning you know you have you have enough victories then you're allowed to continue uh sitting in the wrist chair otherwise the wrist chair cleans you out <laughs> they say when, thanks for coming kid <laughs> when so real vision being a unique channel in the fact that we have kind of professional traders we have uh entry-level traders we kind of have everyone in between what do you think like talking about what you were, were just mentioning about kind of sitting in that risk chair what do you think are kind of the key traits that make up a good investor and like how can someone who may not have that professional job like what 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 would you recommend for them to kind of uh, pursue or what skills would you recommend for them to pursue to be able to kind of like help build their repertoire of skills in the financial markets? Well, my number one recommendation and number one rule is 
when the information changes, change your investment thesis. Mm -hmm. Don't stick to an investment thesis that is outdated because the information or the environment changed. And I hate to poke fun at our friend Peter Schiff, but that's the type of poor risk manager that you cannot be and continue to be successful. Now, he's a poor risk manager, but he succeeds in attracting a ton of Twitter followers. I prefer to be a really good risk manager. I could care less. I'm not saying I have a lot of Twitter followers. All I'm saying is a good risk manager changes position as the information changes. And then once the information changes, reverse your position, bring yourself down to zero and reevaluate the situation. Mm-hmm. That's what risk managers do. They don't stick to a, an investment thesis that goes pear-shaped and pray that it comes back in, uh, in line. For sure. And do you think since leaving traditional finance and kind of delving into, say, Bitcoin or even just personal investing rather than um, investing through a fund, do you think your strategies have changed or your risk management has changed? Um, you know, it's a good question. One of the things that Bitcoiners, uh, real hardcore Bitcoiners, uh, uh, go after, they are so convinced they're a hundred percent in, right? Mm-hmm. And I've never been a hundred percent in on a trade in my life. Okay. I can have high conviction and low conviction and medium conviction, but even when I'm extremely high conviction, which is what my Bitcoin trade is, I'm not all in. And the reason I'm not all in is because I'm never 100% certain that I'm right. Mm -hmm. Things can change. You need dry powder. And then the flip side to that is, Seb, if I'm right where I think Bitcoin is going to go in terms of a price, I don't need to be all in. Mm -hmm. My Mm -hmm. portfolio will do just fine if I have a target uh, exposure that's my personal risk tolerance. So, you know, you learn this over time. And managing money, and this is to, to the real vision crowd, and I think that uh, a lot of people, this will hit home. Managing money is a horrible career, okay? It's horrible because if you do a good job on behalf of your unit holders, it's the unit holders that were so brilliant, they gave you money. And if you, you're a plug and you lose money for them, ah, you're a fool, and somehow you coerce them into giving you money to manage. So in orders of priority, it's easiest to lose your own money. It's second easiest to lose the money of a bank, meaning you feel bad, but you still don't, uh, you know, uh, it happens. You got, When you're taking mm-hmm. risk, you have winners and losers. And then it's most difficult to lose money on behalf of friends and family. And when I say lose money, Let's say the benchmark is down 20%, whether your benchmark is a blend of credit and equity or if it's a pure equity index. If that benchmark's down 20% and you're down 15%, you're like, I outperformed by 5%, but you still lost 15%. It's not a great uh, incentive to go to someone and say, well, here's, you gave me a hundred bucks and here's, uh, here's $85 back. But you know, if you put it in this other guy's guy, you would have lost it, you know, I would only giving you eight eighty dollars back. That, that's no no victory, right? That's a pretty. F- so going back in terms of, uh, you know, risk management, removing emotion from it, all all of these things are important when you're planning a trade and then you're trading your plan. Mm-hmm. Sit back and remember that 
risk management includes emotion. It includes monetary loss. You try and remove emotion from every single trade because chances are when you let emotion take over, you are probably doing exactly the wrong thing, meaning you're selling the bottom or you're buying the top because you think that, you know, you're missing out. So you're fighting, you're, 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 you're worrying about missing the rally and you're buying the top or you're, you're hitting a bid at the bottom because, you know, you can't stand the pain anymore. Deal with things in increments and as I said, it might have you might have lost this or not appreciated this. Plan your trade and then trade your plan. In Bitcoin, I don't know where things are going over the next two years. I have a feeling I know where they're going, but I can't be certain. And I think I know where they're going over 20 years. And the way I'm planning my trade, dollar cost averaging, mm-hmm. keeping my exposure for my portfolio according to my plan and this is important because that's how you manage risk and that includes being able to take some off the table when your exposure has exceeded your target limit which means a two percent position turns into a 20 percent position because that two percent position is up tenfold hey if you like this clip be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.